Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Faithful Indian companion Toto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains, led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. The Lone Ranger's nephew, Dan Reed, rode along the trail outside of Rockton toward the camp he shared in the hills with a masked man and Tonto. As he approached a branch trail, a heavy-set, friendly-looking man driving a buckboard stopped at the junction of the trails and waited until Dan approached him. Then he called out. Hey, son, hold on a minute. I want to ask you something. Oh, there, ho, ho, Victor, ho, boy. What is it you want, sir? Well, I'm new around here, son. Which way do I go to get to Rockton? Turn left here, sir. Well, thanks a lot. <laughs> By thunder, I was due there two hours ago. It got mixed up a few miles back, took the wrong trail. Yep, 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 my watch says it's two o'clock already. Seems to me it said two o'clock last time I looked at it. Must have stopped. I'm sure it's after two now, sir. Uh, tarnation, take it. This turnip never did keep good time. <laughs> I gotta tap it to make it run. I'll knock it against the side of the seat. Oh, it slipped out of my hand. Easy, boy, steady. I'll get it for you. Uh, 
It's a nice-looking watch fob you have, sir. I say you like that watch fob, eh? Yes, sir. Uh, oh, here's your watch. Uh, thanks, son. Yeah, that fob was given to me by my wife before she died. She had it made special by an old Indian woman. It's beaten silver set with blue stones. I never saw one like it before. Well, I don't expect you ever will either, son. Well, I better hurry. I got to get to the Rockton Bank before it closes. So long. Bye, sir. Get a bag. steady. Come on, Victor. A short distance from town where the main trail went through a canyon, several men waited behind some large boulders. The leader of the gang, Duke Keller, was saying... That hombre bringing the payroll for the new mine should have been here long ago. He was due to arrive at the Rockton Bank at noon. Yeah, he was leaving Mill Bank when I hit the trail. I took shortcuts to get here ahead of him. How come he's bringing that payroll on a buckboard loan, Rossi? He must know the chance he's taking. He's a type who thinks he's plenty smart, Duke. He passed the word that he was sending the payroll on the stage. How do you know he didn't? Because I watched him close. I saw him leave the bank with a black bag and put it under the seat of his buckboard. Then he headed out of town without stopping. He's the uh, easy-going type. So I reckon he figures nobody would suspect him of carrying a payroll without a guard. <laughs> He's due for a surprise when he does show up. Yeah. Tell me, Jake, is there any other way he could have come? Well, you know there isn't, Duke. Especially with a buckboard. Hey, wait a minute. Looks like he's coming up. Yeah. We better hit ladder and be ready. Get to your saddles, boys. All right, let's go. Come on, boys. Oh, there. This is a hold-up, mister. Hey, hold on. You won't get anything of value from me. Stop stalling. Give me that black bag from under the seat pronto. Hey, Thunder, if you want it, you'll have to get it yourself. Going to act tough, eh? Keep him covered, man. I'll get the bag. No, no, no. I won't let you take that bag. I expected that move. This will keep you quiet. Uh, he should have known better than to try to stop me. Uh, here's a bag. Search him, Duke. Maybe he's got some cash on him. That's a good idea. Uh, not much cash. He's got a gold watch and fob I might as well take. One of you fellas can have it. <laughs> All right, let's get away from here. Get it back. It was just about dusk when Tonto arrived at the camp after a trip to town. Oscar, go for Easy, Easy, fella. Hear anything about Duke Keller's gang in town, Tonto? Ah. Feller in Buckboard come to town a while ago. Him report to sheriff that he'd been get robbed of mine payroll by outlaws. Him say them wear handkerchiefs cross face. I see. Golly, I wonder if he was the same man I met on the trail today. What, what fellow you meet look like, Dan? Well, he was, well, a big man, very friendly. He was driving a roan. Oh, him same feller. Him say outlaws take bag with payroll, then knock him on head and take cash and watch from pockets. Gosh, he showed me the fine watch fob he had. It's possible that was a killer gang. That's right. Sheriff leave with posse to trail outlaws. Me not think them go far. It get dark soon. There no moon tonight. We'll wait until dawn, then try to pick up their trail. But is the Keller gang? This may be the break we've been looking for. That evening, the Lone Ranger disguised his features to look like a nondescript cowpoke. Then he and Tonto went to the cafe in town to find out what progress the posse had made in their search. 
They sat nearby as the outlaw Jake spoke to the sheriff who had just entered. Hi, Sheriff. How'd you make out in the hunt for the outlaws? Well, they left a trail as far as the river, then we lost them. We searched up and down both banks, but we couldn't pick up the trail again. Oh, it's too bad. And the worst of it is, it started to rain. I was hoping we could pick up the trail in the morning. The rain will wash away all signs. Luck seems to be against you, Sheriff. Right. All right, let's go, Toto. We've heard enough. Uh, not good rain cover trail. In spite of the rain, Toto, we'll search along the river in the morning. Easy, steady, big fella. Montelier. Up, scout. The following morning, the Lone Ranger, once more wearing his mask, left the camp with Toto after telling Dan they'd be back by noon. Dan had been told to take his horse, Victor, into town to the blacksmith's shop for a new shoe. Dan rode leisurely to town. While he waited for the blacksmith to finish with Victor, a rough-looking man pulled to a stop outside. Here comes another customer, Mr. Norton. That's all right, Daniel. I'll be through here in just a minute. Well, howdy, mister. I want to get some horseshoe nails. Got any to spare? Well, now, I reckon I can let you have a few, mister. Be with you in just a minute or two. Well, seems to me you could stop long enough to sell me a few nails. I haven't got all morning. I got to get back. Must be getting on to 10 o'clock already. Uh, this doggone water stopped again. Easy, fella. Well, Daniel, there you are. He's all ready to ride. I'll get the nails. Uh, reckon a handful be enough, mister? Yeah, yeah, sure. Hurry it up. Here. Uh-huh. Well, here, here's a quarter. Keep the change. I gave him more than a quarter's worth of those nails. But I'd better forget it. You said the new shoe would be a dollar? That's right, Daniel. Here it is, sir. Thanks. Well, there's something I've been wanting to ask you, Daniel. Uh, Sorry, me... Mr. Norton. I can't stop to talk now. I want to follow that man. What do you want to follow him for? Because of that watch and fob he's carrying. Goodbye, sir. Steady, boy. Come on, Victor. Come on, boy. Come on, Victor. Dan Reed rode hurriedly along the trail the man who bought the nails had taken. As he rounded a turn in the trail, he was startled to find the man waiting for him in a clump of cottonwoods. Ho, ho, Victor, ho, 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 ho. Oh, holy. Well, I heard you coming at a fast clip behind me. What are you following me for? What makes you think I was? You didn't seem to be in a big hurry back at the blacksmith shop. What's more, I noticed you staring at my watch and fob back there. I noticed how unusual it is. The fob, I mean. Nobody uses this trail much. I suppose you're going to say you were heading for home, huh? Well, I... No use to lie about it. I was at the cafe when you rode into town a while ago from the main trail on the other side of Rockton. I noticed that white horse of yours particularly. I did come to Rockton on that trail. This branch trail ends at the river, Button. There are no ranches or farms out this way. I say you were following me because you recognize the washing fob. Why should I follow you? Stop stolen. There's no other reason for you or anyone else to come up this way. You came this way, mister. Yeah, and that's the only reason you did. Tell me, what's your name? Dan Reed. Maybe I'm local, but I still think you were trailing me. I, I guess I just made a mistake and took the wrong trail. I'll go back to town. I'll no, go... no, you don't. Hold on, Button. 
You go back and blab about seeing that watch and file. Why you... should I mention it, sir? You might, and I'm not taking any chances. I'll take you along with me and let Duke Keller decide what to do with you. Do you know about him? I never met anyone named Duke Keller. Well, you're going to meet him today. If you were trying to be smart and trail me, he'll make you own up to it. There's nothing for me to own up to. Maybe not. But just the fact that you had a good look at that watch and fob I'm can is enough for reason for me to take you along. The description on the watch and fob is probably all over town by now. You mean the watch isn't yours? <laughs> You'd soon find out it wasn't mine if I let you go back to town. Now, come on, let's get going. And don't try to make a break for it either. I got this gun on you. Now, right ahead and... Go on, get moving. Come on, Victor, come on. Get up there, boy. At noon, the Lone Ranger and Toto, who had been unsuccessful in picking up the gang's trail because of the rain the night before, returned to their camp. They waited for more than an hour. Then the Lone Ranger became concerned about Dan. Toto, Dan knew we'd be here at noon. He should have been back long ago. That's right. If Blacksmith busy... Damn not wait this long. We ride toward town to meet him. Here, Silver. Here, Scout. Big fella, easy. Scout, easy, fella. Come on, Silver. Come on, Scout. Failing to meet Dan along the way, the Lone Ranger waited in a grove of trees because of his mask, while Tonto rode into town to the blacksmith shop. Before long, Tonto returned and reigned to a halt hurriedly. Oh, Scout, oh, fella. Easy, Scout. Easy, well, what did we find out, Toto? Well, blacksmith, old friend of ours. Him once have shop near Padre's mission. Feller named Norton. I remember Norton. Uh, what about Dan? Well, blacksmith say stranger come to shop. Dan leave quick. Him tell blacksmith he want to follow man. Well, what for? Well, Dan say something about watch and fob feller carry. Then him ride after feller quick. I see. Toto, yesterday when you told us about the man who was held up, Dan mentioned the fine watch fob the man carried. That's right. Me remember. The stranger must have been one of the outlaws. That's why Dan followed him after he saw the watch and fob. Ah. Blacksmith say Dan leave there about ten this morning. Then they must have caught Dan. Anything might happen. Ah. Blacksmith say him go to town, tell Sheriff about us. Him have Sheriff follow our trail. Good. We may need help. All right, let's hurry. We'll pick up Dan's trail at the blacksmith's shop. Easy, steady, big fella. Easy, fella. Watch count. curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
to continue. After waiting some time for Dan to return to camp, the Lone Ranger and Tonto went to find him. Tonto learned about the outlaw Jake whom Dan had followed from the blacksmith shop. The Lone Ranger realized that Dan must have known he was trailing one of the outlaws, and the masked man feared that harm might fall to the young boy. He and Tonto immediately headed for the blacksmith shop. Dan's tracks go along that branch trail, Tonto. Ah, tracks easy to see because of new horseshoe on Victor. Maybe that the outlaw hasn't discovered that Dan trailed him. We may meet Dan on the way back to get us. Me hope you're right, Kimasabi. But outlaw's plenty smart. I know. There's no doubt in my mind that Dan is in their hands. All right, let's hurry and follow his trail. Meantime, when the outlaw Jake and Dan arrived at the location of Duke Keller's hideout, an old cabin far up on the riverbank, Duke stepped outside to meet them when he heard the horses approaching. Come on, hold it, hold it, there. All right, get down, bud. Hey, what's the idea of bringing that boy here, Jake? He's going to look good. Hold your horses, Duke. I had to bring the button here, otherwise he'd have gone back to town and blabbed all over about me having that watch. Hey, look, make some sense, will you? How did he know you had the watch? And how did he know it wasn't yours? Where did you run into him? Why'd you pick him up? So give me some good answers before I really get sore. He followed me from the blacksmith shop all along the trail that ends at the river. I noticed him staring at the watch when I took it out of my pocket while I waited for the horseshoe nails. I told him I wouldn't say anything about the watch if he'd let me go. Shut up, Button. We'll do the talking. I suppose you shot off your big mouth so as a kid knows the watch was stolen and knows who I am. Well, I reckon he knows about the watch, and I did tell him I was bringing him to Duke Kelly. Uh, you stupid mule head. You should have slapped the kid down, sent him back to town. Now it's too late. Something's got to be done with him. Take him inside and tie him up. I'll decide what to do with him later. Now get going. Later, Dan tied hand and foot lay on a cot in the old cabin. The boy looked up as Duke with Rusty and Jake entered. Well, Button, Duke's finally decided what he's going to do with you. He sure has, bud. And you aren't going to like it one bit. Listen, Mr. Keller, let me go and I'll forget about everything on us. <laughs> sure you would. The first thing you'd do would be to beat it to the sheriff and show him the way here, huh? If it hadn't been for that stolen watch, you wouldn't have suspected Jake. I told the fool not to flash it around town. Oh, how did I know this maverick would recognize it? Well, it just happens he did recognize it. That's his hard luck. What have you decided to do with me? I figured a good way to get rid of your kid. If they ever find you, they'll think it was an accident. An accident? What do you mean? Just that button... Nobody will be able to connect us with a killing. Killing? <laughs> oh, you oughtn't to scare the kid like that, Duke. It isn't right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you were only fooling. No, I wasn't fooling, in spite of what Jake said. Of course, there's a chance that you might get by without being hurt any. But that's not likely. Please tell me. What is it you intend to do? All right, I will tell you. The river right here is nigh. There's one of those rope footbridges just above here where there's a sort of a gorge. Below the bridge are a lot of rocks and rapids. But what has that to do with me? Tell us, Duke. I haven't got the plan straight in my mind. It's this way, Rusty. Jake will take the boy out, put him on his horse, and take him up to that rope bridge. And then what? Then, Jake, you make him ride across that bridge. 
If he gets across, he can go free. <laughs> That's what you call giving the kid a break. But those footbridges aren't strong enough to hold a horse. The ropes will snap and we'll be dashed to the rocks and rapids below. Yeah. That's what I expect to happen. <laughs> you see, that particular footbridge isn't too safe even for a man, let alone for a horse and a boy. They'll think you were a fool to try to cross it. Don't make me do it. I'll be killed. You'll handle it, Jake. You brought the kid here. What if they find him with his hands tied? They won't, you fool. Untie him, Jake. Put him on his horse. All right. I'll cut him loose now. All right. Get up, kiddo. You and I are going for a nice ride. But Victor will be killed, too. I'm not going to ride him across. I'm not going to do it. Oh, yes, you will, Button. Because if you don't, I'll plug both you and the horse, Savvy. I'll be holding my gun on you all the time. Now get gone. Just after Jake left the cabin with Dan, Duke Keller heard a whinny outside. He spoke to Rusty. Hey, Rusty, my horse don't whinny without a reason. I figure someone might be prowling around outside. Yeah, maybe it's Lou and Hank coming back from town. Maybe, but we better not take any chances. Duck out the back way and have a look around. Right. I should have had Jake guard the trail until Lou and Hank got back. Then he could have gone with a boy. Hey, what be you think about it? Well, a mask, hombre. At least it isn't the law. Don't let the mask fool you. What do you want, mister? Where's the boy who was brought here? Give me a quick answer or I'll... Oh, what, mister? <laughs> Drop those guns, Prano. The guns pointed at your back. That's taking them by surprise, Rusty. You better drop your guns, mister. Rusty will plug you if you don't. Me not think so, huh? Me hold gun behind, Rusty. Rusty. Holy smoke. And the Indian's in the doorway behind you, Rusty. Didn't you spot him when you came around from the back door? You'll drop gun quick. Me watch through wind and see fella go out back door. Me hide, then follow the front door. Me said drop gun. Uh, yes, I have to. Good work, Toto. Uh, the Indian tricked me, Duke. Oh, you must be Duke Keller. Toto, get the guns. Ah, uh, me get them. I don't savvy this. Why should an outhoot like you... We're not outlaws, Keller. Now, tell me where the boy is. I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Hey, what's going on? He must have brought others with him. He must be trying to move in on us with his own gang. He's these two hombres as he rode up to the cabin. Sheriff, he's got Lou and Hank. Uh-huh. We figured they're part of the gang. I'm glad you got here, Sheriff. The blacksmith came and told me about you, mister. He said you and your Indian friend were trailing an outlaw who'd been followed from his place by a boy. So he came to investigate. You must be the masked hombre Mr. Norton meant. That's right. Keller, where's the boy? Speak up. Look around and find him if you can, mister. I'll holster my guns and loosen your tongue. Uh, Come here, you. Uh, let go or I'll bust you wide open. Yes, you and who else? Where is he? Speak up. I said let go. Oh, playful, huh? Get up. I'll knock that mask right off your stupid face. And this will knock that sneer off your face. And this, along with these. All right, get up. Tell me quick. Hey, Jake took the boy up the river a ways. Yeah, he's going to make him ride across the footbridge. He must have That bridge would not hold boy and horse. Uh-huh, that's what Duke figured. Why, you rotten killer. I ought to break you in two right now. Get him off He's choking me. Kimosabe, that's not any good. Wait. Wait. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Toto. For a moment, I couldn't help uh, it. Me no. I'm going after Dan before it's too late. Near 
Near the end of the footbridge over the gorge, Dan sat on his horse, Victor, with Jake close behind him holding a gun. Go on, you snooping maverick. Get going across that bridge. Let me go, please. I promise I won't... Stop stalling. Get moving under that rope bridge. If you hesitate, I'll put a bullet in you. No. No, I'm not going to... Oh, yes, you will. If you go across, you'll have a chance. If you don't, I'll plug you. All right. Come on, Victor, boy. <laughs> I hope you make it, kid. Dan! Dan, don't try to cross! Don't kill me! Leaping from Silver's back, the Lone Ranger ran first to pick up Jake's gun, which had dropped beside the wounded outlaw. Then the masked man turned and ran toward the bridge. Back, Victor, off the bridge, Dan. Hurry! Dan's horse, Victor, had gone only a few steps onto the bridge. Then, sensing that it was not safe, the intelligent horse refused to go further. But the bridge was too narrow for him to turn. Dan pulled frantically on the reins. Back up, Victor. Back, fella. Quick, Dan. The ropes are giving away. You can't turn around. We'll be I'll dead. take the bridle. Back, Victor. Hurry, fella. Back. Back, fella. Back. Oh, golly. If you hadn't come when you did, I... It's all right, Dan. No need to be frightened now. We'll take that wounded outlaw back to where the others are waiting. A short distance back along the trail, the Lone Ranger and Dan, who had Jake with them, met the others coming toward the bridge. Look, there comes Tano and some others. It could you get Dan Kimasabi. I almost didn't, Tano. We were already starting across. The bridge gave way just as we backed off it. Is that the dirty coyote who took the boy to the bridge? Yes, Sheriff. Duke Kelly and his men are a bad lot. All of them are killers. But how did this all come about? I, I don't quite savvy. These are the men who stole the mine payroll. They stole the man's watch and fob. He showed it to me yesterday when I met him before the holdup. I recognized the stolen watch when the outlaw looked at it in the blacksmith shop. So I followed him. By golly, you're a brave lad. Yes, and almost a dead one. That stolen watch and fob almost caused Dan's death. But it did lead to the outlaws, sir. Yes, that's true, Dan. If we hadn't arrived in time... Well, thank heaven we did. I've felt sorry for many an outlaw who had to hang, but I can't feel any sympathy for Keller and his men. They're wanted for murder in Eagle Pass, Sheriff. We'll see that they get there. Don't worry. Good. Well, we'll ride on ahead, Sheriff. We have another job to do north of here. Let's go, Dan. Tato. Adios, Sheriff. Goodbye. Who is that masked hombre, anyway? By Sunday, he's the first hombre I ever saw who could beat up Duke Keller. And he sure did beat him up, too. <laughs> Wonder he didn't kill him. <laughs> Doggone if Duke won't remember that masked man till he's hanged. <laughs> For a minute there, before the Indian step stopped him, he was treating Keller like a bulldog with a rag doll. Yep, the blacksmith told me who he is. That masked hombre is the Lone Ranger. Yes, the Lone Ranger.
This is a feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Enterprises, directed by Charles D. Livingston, and edited by Fran Stryker. The part of the Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.